system. Hey everybody and welcome back. It has been 23 weeks. I'm Sheldon, lucky. <laughs> on air. Um, 23 weeks since I've been on the air and today is a very special day for me. August 11th is my dad's birthday. And I also knew that this would be the day that I would start, uh, start up again. I'm just gonna ask, we have one person in the chat. If you heard my sound. Hey, Jim, do you have sound? <laughs> um, whether or not it's still going to record, and there we go. Um, so my guest today is is a lady that that I I kind of I kind of stalked on Facebook <laughs> because we we have we have mutual friends. Nope. Okay, he doesn't have sound. Hit the play button, darling. Oops. There we go. Okay. Push the play button. There we go. Silence. Puppy. Oh, he doesn't have to call. <laughs> um, we have friends in common, and uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, oh, we just, it, it just started happening. We just started talking. And then um, at one point, I said, okay, my show's coming back on. And I asked her, I said, okay, whenever the show comes back on, how would you like to be my first guest? And she said, yes. <laughs> For her, she's been stuck with me. I <laughs> So my guest tonight is Sherilyn Carter. Sherilyn, for some reason it flows better when I call you by your first two names. Um, so if you rather I just call you Cheryl, let me know. Cheryl's fine. She's okay. Fine. Cheryl, uh, you're an author. You have three books out there right now. Working on one and two more are in the waiting process on the uh, one part of your mind. Um, you are a psychic. You are a paranormal investigator. You do so many things that it's like it's she's just an amazing woman. That's all I have to say. Um, first off, thank you very much for agreeing to to have your being on your stalker show. <laughs> That's um, funny. <laughs> so tell everybody who doesn't know you a little bit about you. Well, I live in Michigan. I used to live in Illinois. And I've been investigating the paranormal for 20 years, but I've had my first experience when I was four years old when I saw my first spirit. So it's just been kind of part of me all my life, even though I didn't officially call yourself an investigator. I don't think we even knew what that word meant at that time. And I'm an author for uh, three books. One one of them is Whispers Beyond the Grave, and that's kind of an autobiography of how things started and then some of my investigations. And then I have a darkness trilogy where I write short dark stories like Edgar Allan Poe or Stephen King. So I haven't to do the third book yet. I have the first two out. Okay. Um, I have the book uh, Whispers Beyond the Grave. I like I like the book when it's the very first one. So this is this is. I'm not good on scary books, like scary movies. I don't do scary books so, because I sort of like get too too into it and I again not want to go straight. <laughs> but I like this one because you you not only do you and whispers in the grave. Do you not only tell people about how you started as, as a child and, and how your grandmother was a, a major part of your life. But 
it answers questions like, for me, I've had questions in my head. Um, I have questions in my head, and sometimes I think, who am I going to ask this to? And in your book, you've answered a couple of them. So I, oh, good. I did make, I did make notes, but you know, I'm really good with keeping where, where I put my notes. So, um, <laughs> Tim in the chat room. Well, I like to, you know I like to write this. Yeah. Well, but I've, I've seen other paranormal books, and it's mostly, I hate to say it's by men, but when they write them, it's very technical. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I was talking about, you know, doing my investigating and stuff, I, I wanted you to feel like you were there with me, because some people, like you, are afraid to go out and do this stuff, you know. And so I, I says, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about all, we, where I'm going investigating, and I'll talk about a few pieces of equipment, but I'm going to explain what the equipment is, not just, yeah, hey, I took out my K2, and somebody goes, what's the K2, you know, and I, so I kind of explained it, not technically, but explained it, and that I wanted you to feel like you were there. I talked about what I saw, what I heard, how I felt, and everybody that has read that book has told me that they felt like they were right there with me, and that's what I wanted to do. But that's that's great because it's not that I don't want to. I would like eventually to go on on an investigation. Um, I think I have a feeling my safest bet will be going with the paranormal mystery crew because uh, I love I love Nima J and his overalls. <laughs> but um, I do want to. But from where I live, there's right now there's nobody, you know, that does it. So um, I I'll have because I'm up in Canada, so I'm going to go down to the states at some point and. And go on a, an investigation, but I have a feeling that that I might be as not afraid of things as I am. Like I might jump if I see a mouse that runs across because it startles me. It doesn't scare me. There is there is no animal that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm afraid of. I have respect for them. Like people are afraid of spiders. I have no issues with them. I'll cover them up with them outside. Thank you very much. Snakes. I love snakes. I have just I can hold them. When I was young, I had long I had like I had a giant red afro, and my boyfriend at 16 years old brought me a snake and thought I would be grossed out, and I just stuck it in my hair and freaked out. <laughs> so I have no, so I'm not I'm not easily afraid of things. I just, you know, it's like it's more of a startling thing. So something tells me if I go to an investigation, something's going to jump out, and and if it's not something that I can explain, like a mouse or whatever. Be like, okay, I'll be the one in the middle of the room screaming. <laughs> but but I'm willing to try it. So, but I like the idea that your book explains things because, like I said, there's there's so many people that go, I've got clear thing and I've got the K2 and I've got this and that, and I've watched different uh, parallel investigations, and I saw a ball in the middle of the room one time, and I was like, what is that thing? That's something. It was actually just a ball. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, simple enough, you know. And you don't, and you don't know, and you don't know what it feels like to be in this old abandoned building in the dark. You yeah. Don't know how that feels. Yeah. Not, I was explaining how it feels. You know, you just call there in the dark. Okay. No, you, you don't know how it feels. Yeah, because when it, it's like when you close your eyes, if you sit there in the mm-hmm. room and you just close your eyes, if you're if you're in a room that you know. Thank you, Jen. You can see some investigators get startled at times. Um. If you're in a room that you know, you know the sounds that go on around you. But if you're in a place that you don't know, that you've never been to, and you sit there and you listen to the sounds, because I like to listen to what's around me. So it's like... And and, and you don't know what is around you because you can't exactly. see it. 
Exactly. So that that's what I was trying to say that it was scary, you know. It'll be interesting. I'll, I think when I do it, I'll be like, Carol, come, come, maybe you're, you're going to have to have people holding my hand. <laughs> Jim Lanford in the chat room says, has already promised to be my, my bodyguard when I do go on investigation. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be, but he's going to be getting up there. Um, I've had, I've had big tough guys scream, don't worry. Anyway, it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, couple of things about you. You were in a, a movie, um, Rosalie, and they won two awards uh, for best uh, best horror film and best hair and makeup. Yes, you were, in Las Vegas. You were um, the mother of Rosalie. Yes. And mm-hmm. won the creepy crawly thing. I didn't see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> watch movie. Yeah. I love you dearly, but I'm not watching the movie. And if I do, I better be outside in a place where no full daylight. <laughs> okay, I'll watch that movie. It was so much fun. I always wanted to be a crawler in a movie. I just thought that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. And he was going to do this other scene with me, and he said, I, I changed my mind. I'm not doing that scene. I want you to do something else. And I, I, I was going, oh, were you reading my mind? This is so cool. <laughs> he just kind of made that up at the last minute. And I'm we didn't just tell. That. Yes, it happened at the last minute. Jim in the chat room says it's a great movie and a good storyline. Jim Lanford is in our chat room and he says it's a good storyline and a great movie. There you go. Okay. The, the only people, the only people that knew about this change mm-hmm. were, were me and the, and the makeup artist. Nobody okay. He says because I want you to come around the corner. And Eric's going to be walking down the hall with his camera, and I want you to just crawl out around the corner, and I want to get his facial expression. Well, let me tell you, you can see his facial expression. I scared the heck out of him. I came around that I came around that corner, and he, he figured somebody was just going to walk around, but he didn't know what I was going to look like or that I'd be crawling. And when he saw me, he goes, oh, my gosh, he dropped his camera on the floor. A real camera. He dropped it on the floor. And after the scene was over, Chris said, why did you drop the camera that wasn't in the script? And he goes, because she scared the heck out of me. I guess I did a good job. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's a few more words than just heck, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That was was fun. The floor was very hard, though my knees hurt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, yeah. They should have given me new pads. You know, those things that the garden is wherever the, the garden is. And I wasn't creepy. Okay. No. I wasn't creepy then. True, true. Now, you've been doing... I practiced a dozen times first. It doesn't help. It's over and over the same thing. So, yeah. yeah that's why my knees hurt. Now, you've been doing investigations for a few years now. Can you remember, mm-hmm. not your first official investigation, but the first place you went to that made you think, this is what I want to do. I want to do this again. The first house or the first whatever that was, you know, whether it was with friends or, or just, you know, hanging out somewhere that it's sort of like it, it was the bug that bit you that made you want to continue this. Do you want to know what Well, probably when I went to my girlfriend's house in, in high school and she had a cemetery in her backyard and I go, this is really cool here. You're so lucky. <laughs> The other girls are going, oh, that's, ooh, that's a cemetery in the backyard. Yeah, that was, that was cool. 
you know, and then, then you know, you can't call it industrial. We didn't know what we were doing, but, yeah, we, we were doing things like that. And it'd, it'd be weird. Like, we we connect and we would, when we like to call each other on the phone, we would we would dial it and pick the phone up and it never rang. We, we were calling each other at the same time. It was, stuff was starting to happen, you know. Yeah. No, I like that. It, it, it's fun when you connect with somebody like that. You had a good friend that you could, that you started with. Um, are you still friends with that friend? Did you do investigations together? No, she's she's in Illinois and I'm in Michigan, so now lost contact. I don't know where she is now. Maybe she'll hear the show. <laughs> I can only hope. I don't um, even know if she investigates. I have no idea if she does that. Never know. Start something. Get friends back together. Um, okay, so you just you just last weekend, I believe, you did an investigation. Mm-hmm. Where did you go? I went back to Madison Seminary in Madison, Ohio. Okay, so I've never. I for me, I don't know much about it. So tell me the history of Madison Seminary. Um, it was it was a lot of things. It, it was a seminary at one time. It later became a place where, during the Civil War, the that um, women could come to live after their husbands died in the war because they didn't have anywhere to go. And it was also like a hospital on on one part of it. So it, it's been a whole lot of things, and it's it's got to be the most active place I have ever been. That would make sense. Every had enough. Every kids. single yeah. room. Every single room is active. Some places you go, you got a few rooms. Every single room is active all the time. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, I, it, for me, they, uh, like I said, I've never done an investigation, but I'm curious, and it does sound interesting. So I mean, eventually, I will get there. I don't know. It's <laughs> a scary place to start with, you know. Investigate my, investigate my, my neighbor's house. <laughs> I mean, just go to a cemetery. There's plenty of cemeteries around. But the thing is, I, when, when, uh, a few years back, I used to live in a house that faced the cemetery. And it was, it was great at Halloween because my house, the, the two upper floor windows looked like eyes and the, the front door was a mess. <laughs> and so I used to freak out. We used to do the kids used to love to do their, their the Halloween decorations. It wasn't a huge house, but it was just you know, and it faced the cemetery. And I had no issues with the cemetery. You know, I would get up in the morning and I walk the kids to school and say, "Hey guys, how's it going?" And just continue. I mean, nobody there, but that's you know, just my way of showing the son of respect. And that was even before, um, before 2012. When the kids are really little. And because in 2012 was when I started, you know, connecting with, with the spirit world and all my lovely friends here. But it, to me, the cemetery was like, I go in and, and I speak to the people that are there. I speak to the, the gravestones, you know. But I, in my head, it, it's not, they're not really there. It's just a place you can talk to. It's kind of, to me, it's kind of like church. When, when somebody goes to church to speak to their higher power, God, or whatever you want to call it, that, you know, your higher power, you don't have to be in the building. For for me, if I, you know, see my, when I go see my mother and my father, I don't have to go to their 
their plot to, to actually have a conversation with them because more often than not they're they're with me and can you can sense them and feel them. So but yeah, I think some some cemeteries are really active because I've seen a few except Facebook lives I'm sort of addicted to watching investigations on Facebook lives and I've seen a few that they go into cemeteries and it's it's interesting to where because like especially if you're a medium or a psychic the energies that you feel is one thing, but then if it's just, you know, Joe from down the street and it scares the bejeebers out of them, then you know that it's, you know, something more interesting than just, you know, okay, she, you know, she hears spirit and sees spirit, but this guy is like nothing. So it's fun to watch not only seasoned investigators to do their thing, but, um, you know, the regular Joe from down the street watch it because watch their, their reactions and their faces. Then I sort of go, Okay, I'm not going there now. <laughs> I like to I like to go to old old cemeteries because no one ever visits them and they want to talk. Yeah. Um, well it makes sense, you know, it it's yeah it depends on where you go and, and a lot of people don't take the time. You know, a lot of a lot of the graves have been left to left to the wayside and they're not taken care of because families passed on or whatever but you know it's like um, the the from the Civil War and there might still be some family around but do they all go and take care you know sometimes it's, it's the caretaker who takes care of it and not family they're not in there to, to actually have a conversation there and to do what they have to do when they leave so yeah it would make sense that you know go in and have a chit chat have a picnic at a, at a cemetery yeah, because it's, it's like it's like whenever I go someplace, I'm, I'm the crazy I'm the crazy person. I, I drive everywhere. I'm the crazy person. I'll slam on the brakes when I see some old cemetery because I have to stop. It takes me forever to get somewhere. But <laughs> That's okay. It's fun. That it's not just a, where you're going, but it's the trip along the way. So yeah, I'm going to go to. Yeah, you know, you're planning on going to one specific place, but there's different things along the way that you get to. To stop and visit and meet people, alive and or not, you know. There's so many. You go into little towns, little farm towns. There are so many little family cemeteries along the way because they had their own cemetery. They didn't didn't have big cemeteries before. Yeah. And they're, you know, some of them are still on somebody's property. You can't go see them, but others are there. You can, you can go up to them, and they're really old. You know, someone's still taking care of them, but they're really old and. Those spirits want to talk to someone because it's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, there's, there are some people out there who um, do uh, like etchings of the of the gravestones of the headstones, so they can to see exactly who it is that's there. And there's something special about the headstone. And then there's there was a gentleman I can't remember who it was, but he was so. Upset, he went to a, a cemetery once to to visit a family member, and he saw the the shape that the cemetery was in, the, the stones that were in that were yes, the grass was mowed and all that, but the headstone itself was so you know aged and and not taken care of that he made it his his mission that every time he went to the cemetery he would clean a few of the headstones, and that's what he does. That's what I do. On his free time, he has a he made up some special kind of liquid that, and he brings the scrub brushes and the whole bit, and and he he cleans the headstones. It's, it's the sign of respect, and I think that's an awesome thing to 
I have my grass clippers with me. I, I clip around the stones. I brush them off. I do that too. But it's it's just a it's just a way of showing a sign of respect for the for the people who who mm-hmm. came before us and went before us. Um, now, do you do? Uh, sorry, I thought I had turned off all my notifications for my computer. It's just something just popped. Um, do you? Uh, I know you went to. I should have had this written down, but you went to a, an event a while back, a few weeks back. Um, do you do a lot of events? Like uh, I know there's one coming up, Silcon, and you mean like the cons. You mean like the cons? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not too many, not too many, because and I and I like to do the smaller ones. Mid South mm-hmm. was really was pretty good size, but I like to do the smaller one because you know being an empath and you got thousands of people around you, you're you're getting all that energy bombarding you, and it's it's not fun. Yeah, because I know like I don't go to Scarefest. Scarefest is in the South is really big. I I couldn't go there. There'd be too many people around me. And I couldn't do it. But I believe you're going to Silcon. No, you're going to the. Paranormal yeah. yeah, got a couple yeah. of friends that are going there too, and I'm That's pretty sure I thought that was a good size. That one's a good size, yeah. And I like the idea that there, um, some of them are, um, the money that they raise, some of the people when they go to these events, uh, the money that they raise, it goes to a, a charity of some kind or another. So, which is totally cool. That's what we did when we, we were, at Madison Seminary, we were, I was vending that weekend too, and they, all, all the money went to cystic fibrosis. I can't say that. Okay. You think? That's where the money went. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that, um, that, I guess, I think this, this, not feel, but this, this, um, group of people, and it's, it's not just paranormal investigators, because there's, there's much more when you go to, an event when you go to a, a con. <laughs> when you go to an event, there's there's um, investigators, there's mediums, there's psychics, there's people who have spiritual or esoteric shops and and they sell their their what they have and they do all kinds of great things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them do it as fundraisers. A lot of them are specific, specifically go to these things to raise whatever they sell, whatever they do, aside from taking out, well, I guess whatever gas money or whatever, the money goes towards uh, towards a um, some kind of fundraiser. And I know I've got a friend, Tim Miley, when him, uh, he does it for Potographic Pooches. Every event that he does, all the money goes to uh-huh. uh, um, a shelter in close to wherever they are, and I think that's awesome. Right, right. I think totally Paranormal Toledo is doing something for, I can't remember what it is, but there was Lost Limbs Foundation. They got a donation from from another mm-hmm. event, so I think it's interesting. And if a lot of people don't get it, they just think, okay, well, they're selling their their books, their videos, their their whatever, their readings, and it just goes into their pocket. A lot of people don't realize is that you know, percentage of most of a lot of people who do these events, it goes back into a charity. You know, whether you rent a table. For $25 or whatever the price of tables are, I have no idea. But if you rent a table there, that $25 sometimes goes straight to the charity. 
So some people have to the think The table, the tickets to the events, the tickets to the investigation, any food that you're buying, either everything that you're doing when you're there. And, and a lot of the vendors, we, we get some of our money back, too, that we make that day. So they get a lot of money back. People just don't realize that. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because that's – there's you hear so many people saying, oh, it's, there's that the, the phrase parajunity. And, and it's, you know, that everybody should get together. No, not everybody does. You know, as much as we, we would love to be able to say everybody's going to do the same thing and work for the for the greater good of this, that, and the other thing, it doesn't always work. Okay, I just put in the Jacqueline's link for Paranormal, Paranormal Toledo. Boom. It's been 23 weeks and I still haven't figured out how to not the triple. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If anybody has any questions in the chat room or if they want to call in, the number to call in is 917-284-9015. I do not have station breaks. I um, I don't do musical breaks yet. I will eventually learn how to do that, but we use a for us to talk to people. It's good. Mm-hmm. But, um, is there a place on your, well, what I, what I would call your bucket list? somewhere that you really want to go that you have never been or that you want to go back to. I know you you want to go back to the National Seminary, but is there a place that that you want to go? Like if you could, if, if somebody said today, okay, you go anywhere you want, no charge. You just get in your car or get on a private jet or, you know, because some people have different countries they want to visit. Is there one place on your bucket list that you would really, really like to go? I haven't been to Salem yet. I'm going to get to Salem, I am. <laughs> Salem, Massachusetts. I'd like to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But didn't you say you lived in Massachusetts? Live where? Where did you say you lived again? Michigan. Michigan, sorry. You lived in Salem. That's Detroit. Big difference. Yeah, so, that, so that's a little, you know, it's a little drive for me, but it's, it's doable. Uh, we have a question in the chat room. Thank you, Tim. Um, you said it was hard for you to go to big, big conventions. Can you not turn off your turn on and off your gift? Question. It's it's not it's not part of your gift. It's being an empath. You, I mean, I can I can go to the grocery store and there could be somebody there in a really bad mood, and I can feel it. It's just it's everywhere. That's not something you can turn off. And anywhere you go and. And when you're when you're at a, a big convention, there's just all kinds of stuff there, and you don't even know where it's coming from to say back off or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not the gift; it's, it's the empath part. You can't turn that part off. And the response from Jim is, "Dang, that is hard." It is. Mm-hmm. I, I know I have a few friends that are empaths, and and they work very hard on bubbling. To, to protect themselves, but they do say that, you know, no matter how hard you work on making your your your, your shield, your coat of armor, your bubble to protect you while you're out, that there's always somebody or someone or something that manages to to get into it. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I do. You know, I've got the the white light around me, but you could you could still feel something that's nasty around you. You go, Oh, mm-hmm. go away but you don't know who it is, yeah. I'd be like, excuse me, could you please not, like, stand 10 feet back? Thank you very much, you know. Um, when they're all walking around, you don't even know who the person is so that you can walk away from you. Sometimes, you know, and 
I can feel across the room too. It can be somebody clear across the room that I'm feeling. Yeah, that's true. Because I've been I've been to places that you, you just where I work it, it's it's a public venue. Everybody comes in and out six hundred and fifty yeah. times a day, and mm-hmm. I can tell when it's a good feeling that walks in the room and when it's not. And and I make sure because mm-hmm. I do deal with the public that it it I'm as protected as I possibly can. But I just I just keep smiling through it. And, they don't stay long. <laughs> but at an event that's not happening, it's cheap. Okay, Sassy, I'll leave now. But uh, so mm-hmm. that would be that would be a, a bit of a an issue trying to figure that out. So, what is it in Salem, or where is there one specific place in Salem you want to go to? Again, I don't know. I just want. Well, I want to see the graves. I want to just walk through the streets because I heard the whole place is just haunted. So I would just like to see what it feels like. Definitely want to go by the graves. I have a friend who does, um, she does stained glass and she sells specifically uh, to a shop in Salem. And I think she's been there. So I can I can get you guys connected and she can tell you that there's some places to go. Um, but she like she's she's I'm not sure where she is, but it, she drives to Salem I think once or twice a year because she delivers her um, she makes witches in stained glass, very pretty, and oh. they go to a, a spiritual store. Not, I call it a spiritual store. They there's different names for it, but um, and it's the only place that sells them. And they pre-order from her, and she. She's been there once or twice, and they just sort of said, "Okay, this is it." So they order before Christ, uh, before um, Halloween. She's making them now, uh, so they can go. So yeah, she'll be able to tell me if there's any fun place to you or connect it, connect the dots for you there. Okay. So Salem, Massachusetts. Is there any other country that you would like to go to specifically? Oh sure, I'd like to, I'd like to go to Cornwall. That's, That's where my ancestors are from. And, you know, like I was saying on the other show last night, I've never seen a castle. I would love to be in a castle. Oh, yeah. There's so many. I'm not saying there. they're all haunted. I would just like to be in a castle. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it's just because you want to go there doesn't mean that you're going to, nine out of ten times, you will find something that will, you know, sort of pique your, your paranormal interest. But it's not just, people think, oh my God, she's going to, to this house it must be haunted. Oh, people just go because it's, it's interesting. No. Every every place, every building is not haunted. Every cemetery is not haunted. People do. No, I mean you can you can have I I do I do audits in a retail store. I check their prices and they got a ghost in there. Who would have thought? You're a ghost in a computer store. Oh, not, a, not a mystery shopper. They know I'm coming in and just checking their prices. But I do. I do that twice a month. You know, I, I, they know who I am and everything. But they have a ghost in their store. A computer store has a ghost. Oh, that's cool. Who is that? Now, not yeah, but ghosts don't always uh, or spirits, whatever you want to call them. They don't always come with the store. They can come from from the land that the, the building was built on, or it can yeah, come with something. Yeah, I'll tell you the interesting story about that. It was, I, this must have been before I lived here. There was something else there before that store was. 
Mm-hmm. So when it, when I when they tell me about the spirit, I'm I'm standing there looking, and I said, because they says uh, their their alarm will go off in the middle of the night, the light will turn on in the stock room, and they, I don't know what the heck's going on. They, they go there's nobody there, and I said, well, there's there's a guy there. I said he's wearing a little a little black vest, and he's holding a flashlight, and I'm thinking, what does he what you know, he, he looks. This outfit looks familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I see him checking the doors. And then they said, well, there used to be a movie theater here. He was an usher. Okay. That's girl death. And I says, I says, oh, he's just doing his job checking that everybody has left the theater before he closes up. I don't know if he's still there with this residual. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he does set the alarm off. (laughs) Well, at least they know the alarm works. But see, that, that's, that's you gotta you gotta know things. You're gonna violate being a computer store. Well, he's not really. He still thinks he's in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah things come from another thing. building, from the yeah. land. You don't know where things come from. So you actually, you can actually see spirit with your eye, or do you just see? It's sort of like a picture in your head when you said you saw him with the little vest and, and the flashlight. Did you actually I can see him with my eyes and I can see him in my head too. Both. Because I know in, in, as a child, uh, from your book, um, you could, you saw them with your eyes. Because mm-hmm. you were talking yeah, about a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do both, yeah. I think that must have been, that must be an interesting, I know people say, be careful what you wish for, but that must be an interesting part, make things like a little bit more interesting when you can see them with your eyes. Like for me, when I connect with spirit, I know that they're there because I get a feeling. Sometimes I'll get mm-hmm. a, 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 like if I get words in my head, it's not, it's not an actual, I don't hear a, a word, I just sort of, it's a word that's just sort of pops, it's like a thought, a thought bubble. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see and I don't hear spirit in that sense where some people do. You and I think I think it's interesting. Would I like that to happen? Yes, I think I would. Would it scare the bejeebers out of me the first time? Yes, I think it would. <laughs> you know, but uh, I think that's well, interesting. I, it's it's good all thing. different. It's different with every spirit. It's, it's not like you said, oh, this is how this goes. It, it's different. Some of them. Some of them will will speak to me. Some of them will show me like a, a little movie. Some of them will just show me pictures or just show me one word at a time. They're all different how they communicate. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. We have we have no so the, the ones that just give you one word at a time. They're, they're hard to figure out what they're trying to tell you. You know. We have another guest in the chat room. It's Eric Glenn. And talk about somebody who sees spirit. Poor man, he's got a, a, a spirit guide that he sees. <laughs> and he, he's interesting. Teddy is interesting. Um, oh, we also have a lot. Hey, dude, I found the pop-up thing in my face. <laughs> it's been a long time, 22 weeks. I just found we actually have three people in the chat. We have Eric Glenn, Jim Lassen, and Larry Ferreira. God, I hope I got that <laughs> right. Um, because we have guests on my show while. Well. I've known him for forever. I always muck up his last name. And he actually has to spell for me phonetically. But, um, but yeah, so 
interesting to be able to see spirit with your eye. Is there one um, of all the spirits that you've seen? Um, have you? Is there one that sort of stands out in your mind? One person that you've seen that just sort of stands out in your mind that you would love to have a like a have a sit down conversation with? Oh, I've had so many of those because a lot of them want to want to show you how they died, you know, or maybe maybe somebody killed them and they wanted you to know what happened because nobody knows. I can't say I could just pick one out because their other stories are so. I believe oh, um, yeah. the other day on oh, the other show. Yeah. Uh, how was Oh, uh, what was it? What is it about him that sort of? He um, spirits talk to me a couple of days before I go somewhere. Okay. They know I'm coming. Okay. Oh, they know I'm coming. And I didn't know where he was till I got there, and I'm going down the body chute, and there he was. You're going down the body chute? Yeah, they had um at the at the one side of of the asylum when you know because it was tuberculosis and people were just dying so many every day. And they didn't want the other patients to, to see that, and so they would take them down to this body chute, and they would roll them down this 500-foot incline, you know, and take them out to the death carts. Oh, you call this the body chute. Yeah. Okay. And you can you can walk down that. Well, there's a lot of spirits in that body chute. That would make so sense. So I'm walking. Yeah, and so I'm. He starts talking to me, and he says. I, my wife had tuberculosis. She was really, really sick. And finally one day she begged me to help her, to put her out of her misery. I said, okay. So then he says, so I put a pillow over her face. Now, she went to heaven and I'm not sure where I'm going to go if I leave and I don't, I don't want to go because I don't want to not ever see her again. What should I do? Yeah, that was a heavy question. Yeah, that was a heavy, you know. Yeah, because when 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 you're alive, you have a a, a belief system that when you when you die, you have the same belief system. If you're too afraid to make the transition, or as people say, go into the night, because they're afraid. He still was afraid, but I think that he thought he was going to the dark. Yeah, and I says, well, I says. I don't think you did this out of hate. You did this because you love her. And I, I says, and I don't think God is mad at you for what you did. So I, I, I'm pretty sure you can go see her again. And, and then he left. He just, he finally left. It was like, oh, don't come to me for an answer. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you gave know? him. You okay. gave him. A, a, yeah. a, he was able to breathe after that because a lot of people have stress in their life. So he, what he thought he did, he thought it was wrong. He believed it to be wrong, even though it's what his wife wanted. So he thought that, mm-hmm. you know, you know in, the, in the Catholic religion anyway, suicide and murder yeah. are sins. So I think pretty much yeah. any religion is sort of a frowned upon. But, you know, so his mind was still there saying, okay, I'm not going to see her. And he wouldn't. Yeah, that would make sense. Interesting that you were able to give him that 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 ability to take a deep breath and, and see that it's you know 
that's what affects me about some people when they investigate. All, all they're interested in is getting photos and EVPs. And if, if you call yourself a real medium, why aren't you listening to their story and helping them like I helped him? Yeah. There's plenty of people out there that want you to hear something so that now they that you know they're happy and they can move on. Yeah. So if you can hear them, why why aren't you listening to their stories? There's been so many that wanted to tell me one more thing before they left, and then they moved on. How many hundreds of years are they in this place? And people know they're there, but they don't take the time to talk to them. I believe my thoughts are that there are people out there like you who will sit and listen to them. And there are some investigators that go to a place um, not talking private ones where it's a homeowner who calls you, but like public investigations that these people want to connect and do listen. But the person that the, the person who's passed doesn't want to move. They just want to have somebody have a conversation with. And some people yeah. are like, like there are people out there who, come on, I'll help you cross over. No, I, the person, you know, doesn't you want to cross over. You can't help somebody cross over. That's their choice. I mean, yeah. that's sexy when I hear somebody go, I crossed over 10 spirits last night. Oh, my gosh. No, you didn't. Maybe you did. It. Maybe they just crossed out of your path so that you could stop looking at me. <laughs> I go, you, you, you can't. We, we have free will. If we want to go, if we want to stay, it's up to us. You can't cross them over. Yeah. You can show them the way, but you can't cross them over. Yeah. And if free will is something that we have to irritate some people's guys, <clears throat> um, that we have them as humans, that I'm sure it, we still have them when we cross over. You know, so it's not. I, I think we are the same. Whatever you are in life is is what you are after. You just don't have a body anymore. Yes. And exactly. if you were a, a grouchy, cantankerous person, you still are. You don't become an angel just because you. Were, <laughs> I think I think the thing I like to think the best is those people who are in life who sit there and go, no, there's no such thing as an afterlife. No, you're not actually talking to ghosts. And yeah, da, da. when they cross over, it's like they got the two by four upside the back of their head going, oh, they could actually do that, you know. I know. I wish I'd run into one of those spirits and say, you know, I never believed in this stuff. I haven't met one that told me that. that that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably mostly more often than not it's a guy and they won't admit they're wrong. Sorry, guys, in the chat room. You know, I love you all. <laughs> but no, because I, I, I've known a few people that um, didn't believe that um, that you, you could speak to the, the the people who had passed or crossed over. And and sure. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder what they think now. <laughs> you know, it'd be like an interesting conversation. So, what did you think? <laughs> I don't, because I don't think I've run into one of them, but that would be an interesting conversation. <laughs> well, that would, could you imagine the book you could get out of that one? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think that a lot of people <laughs> Eric Glenn in the chat room. He's his 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 um one of his guys that most most recent and most prevalent says his name is Teddy and he says he's not cantankerous. He's interesting. <laughs> he's, he's interesting. 
Um, next year I will have Eric Glim on and, and Eric works with the, with his guide Teddy. And Teddy is an interesting gentleman to say the least. Um, Eric, like you can see spirit and he can see Teddy. And, and you can just imagine this is this, an interesting, not cantankerous man who's from back in the day and he loves to play around with electricity. Usually, mm-hmm. I show, but he's been asked to so he's good. But, um, no, I think, I think it's interesting that we have so many people out there who, who want to believe, but are kind of afraid to believe that, you know, like, you know, because, example, I, um, when I first started, uh, coming out of my spiritual closet, as I like to put it, um, there was a woman who I worked with who said, I will never go and see somebody like you. It's like, okay, nobody can make you. So, you know, and so I said, can I ask why? Well, when I was younger, I went to this woman and she said I was going to die at the age of 23. I don't remember the exact age. Or she goes, here I am. I'm a 50 year old woman and I'm still alive. I said, well, first off, the woman who said that to you needs a good swift kick and I am behind. Needs a good swift kick and a bum. I said, but Nobody can tell you, nothing that, that, that a, a psychic or a medium can tell you is written in stone. If I tell you, you leave out of my house, you're going to turn left, you're going to get hit by a car, what would you do? You're supposed to go out and turn right. Free will. You get to choose what you listen to. Yeah. Like everything else in life, you make decisions on what you feel is right. And as for being told you were going to die, did you make any, you made changes in your life since then? She goes, well, yeah, but, you know, it's the yeah, but. You made changes. Mm-hmm. If you would have followed mm-hmm. the exact same path you're walking, maybe then you would have died at the age of 23. But you changed something. Maybe mm-hmm. this, this silly person saying that made you change, you know, skip a step or, or something that made you change. And unfortunately, there are people out there who take advantage of no, people yes, I, know. I don't like those kind of people. Yeah, they'll yeah. keep taking, keep taking your money, taking your money. You boy, you got to come back to me again next week. And, and there's people that just do it. It makes me so mad. Do you do readings? Do you do private readings, uh, mediumship readings, or, or psychic readings? No, no, I don't. But if I have a message for somebody, I just tell them. Mostly, I'm just, mostly, I'm just here to to help the spirits. Mm-hmm. And I do work on some missing person cases, but I don't, I don't feel that that I should be sitting here telling somebody who they're going to marry and all that stuff. That's I don't think that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. I, yesterday I was talking to to somebody about it was so funny. I was just chatting with somebody, and and I don't I don't even know how he got around the, the subject about being a medium. Of course, he knows I was, and he goes, "Oh my." My 15-year-old daughter is just coming into her gift, and he posted her picture. And I didn't mean to read her picture, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, there's a, there's a woman that's around her all the time. And I, I started just describing her, you know, what, what year she was from, what she was wearing, you know, the, even the ruffled collar and the pearls around her neck, and, and just saying things that she liked to do and all this. And he goes, you are blowing my mind. And I said, why? He goes, that's my grandma. Mm. I didn't know who this, now, I didn't know this person's grandma. 
I hardly know them. I just met them, you know, and it was just like, well, I had a message for somebody. So I, you know, there was a time, you know, so obviously that was a message for him that day. Exactly. That was just sort of a confirmation. And sometimes messages are, it's not just like, okay, you're going to marry, you know, some guy named George and da 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 da. It's just, it's something, it's a confirmation. Um, when people, here's my, my, my issue is people want to label us. Okay, like, you're a psychic, mm-hmm. you're a medium, you're this, you're that, mm-hmm. whatever. And for me, all of those things fit into one simple pre-flowing title, we're healers. Because whether we're healing yeah. physically, spiritually, or mentally, we heal somebody because you gave that gentleman, you were just describing somebody who was around his daughter, but maybe he needed that confirmation that his grandmother was there without asking, but it was something that oh, gave he, him a little bit so of relief. Yeah, and so it, gave, it gave him that moment of, okay, I'm good because she's still here, she's watching, without realizing he had the question in his mind that it's just sort of like, you know, you know, grandmas, we know a lot of stuff. Which way had just become? Mm. Yeah, because his probably trying to talk to him this whole time and he wasn't listening, you know. <laughs> that yeah. happens. <laughs> yep, exactly. There are people out there who, for lack of a better word, they're waiting for that big to die. Like, I want to talk to my mom, and my mom and I had this, just popped in my head, a customer at work. My mom and I had this, um, um, this password that when she crossed over, she would tell me this word, and da 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 not like I remember the word was. But I said, yeah, but you're looking for, we'll just say, you're looking for the word to die to come into here. But it's not a word that you're going to see everywhere. You know, it's not something that you're going to see. But you're looking for this big thing. But you're missing all the little things. You know, like everybody. And you can't, yeah, and, and you can't, you can't go up to somebody and say, yeah, I want to talk to my mother. I can't just dial the phone and, and connect with anybody that we want. If the spirit doesn't come through, they don't come through. And that doesn't mean you're a fake. It just means that the spirit doesn't want to talk. Exactly. You yeah, can I, say, I want to come I in and talk to my grandma. Talk but... to my, yeah. I wish mm-hmm. I could talk to my great-great-grandfather because grandma's always with me, but I can't connect with him. I've tried for years. Mm-hmm. He's just not there. You know, you, you just can't. I don't know. That's one of the secrets that we don't know why some people we can talk to and some we can't. Because they just they don't they, they don't want to talk to us or they can't hear us from where they are. We don't know what the reason is. Yeah, and and we can people can can guess as to the million and one different reasons as to why you know so and so. I want to like you said, you want to speak to your great grandfather, your grand great grandmother's there all the time, but maybe he figures okay she'll just tell all, she'll pass on the messages or he's off busy. Maybe that's stuff, it. You know? I don't know. Yeah, and some people think. Yeah, and some people think unless you can uh, call, no, it's not like picking up the phone going, hey, Grandpa, how's it going? It doesn't work that way, you know, but some people, yeah. maybe some people can. I haven't yet seen, you know. I haven't um, seen anyone that can just call upon anybody. Yeah. We can't. No, nobody's 100% right 100% of the time, no. Yeah, you just sort of like open the door and say, hey, you know, it's like when, when I, when I would call up the show and, and Someone says, okay, we have, we're doing messages, and yada, yada. Do you want to call up? Do you have a question? I never have a question. 
I can't do a question because once I pop the question out of my head, it's like the left side's got the question, the right side goes, here's your answer, you know. It, for me, it's so I just, when I'll call up and somebody say, do you have an issue? Just give me what you get. I don't care what it is. If, if it's meant to be for me, it'll be for me. Just give me what you get, whether it's a message, whether it's a healing, go for it. I'm, I'm open to anything. And that's, this is what I believe that people should be open to. It's not an easy thing to do on, on call-in shows. Um, but, you know, like if you're booking an appointment with a psychic or a medium, yeah, have a couple of questions. For me, you have at least one question because then it opens up the door to all the other questions that you have rumbling exactly. around in your brain. But a call-in show for me, all you ever hear these days on call-in shows is, am I going to get married? Am I moving? Am I getting a job? Those three topics are the most wanted, you know, the biggest questions. And I get it. People do want to know whether they're going to get married and move or do a job, have a new job or whatever. But sometimes you have to, people have to remember you have to put the effort into it as well. If you want to know if you're going to fall in love and get married. You can't just wish it. Yeah, you can't just wish I get this job. Yeah, I wish I get this job. But are you out there physically making the changes so that you can get a new job or find the love of your life or, you know, mm-hmm. you, you want it, yeah. you know, no, yeah. work for stuff. Yeah. I'm going to sit there, I'm going to take it, boom. You know, I also love the question when people go, um, well, if you're a psychic, how come you don't get the lottery numbers? Because? Because we're not supposed to know things like that. Exactly. And I, as far as me, I look at it as the way of saying is that, it's not meant to, to, I do what I do to help others. If I'm there to help right. myself, then trust me, there's a lot of people out there who help themselves who are not as gifted as they make themselves out to be. Yes, they do do, they can, they do do again, um, they can pass messages on, but it's not, it's a message to, to calm the mind, calm the soul. It's not, it, it's not to, to improve your bankroll. Right. There are people out there who do it, but, you know, so far I haven't had any in my, well, maybe Eric, no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, so far I have been lucky enough never to come across that type of person. Okay, issues, but never anybody who's, a, you know, who isn't good. And that's, that's are there, are there always nasty? Do you see somebody around me? There's people around me, all of you, be a little more specific. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? you see anybody around me? <laughs> Oh, this, Mr. Glenn in the chat room goes, hey, he knows a lot of your numbers. It's between 1 and 59. It's just not in the right order. Yes, I. Boy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, I, I, I love this, um, this group of people that, that I've come to meet since 2012 because it's opened my mind, which allows me to help other people by opening their minds. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's great that, like I said, you and I have never, I've never met you physically in a physical life, mm-hmm. but on Facebook, you're like, it's like, I have it going, you know, and, and I know you were having a, a little bit of a rough time one weekend and I had, uh, I had a, a very special friend deliver you a smile and I knew you needed it and it was, it was just, you know, but the, it, it, this is what I need, to, this, for me, that's what I need to do. It's to help people smile, help people to get past that little eh. Well, 
you know. That's the thing. I got Facebook friends, and I can tell if they're sad or something, and I message them. We, <clears> we <throat> can feel this right through the Internet. Yeah. Once you make friends with somebody, you can feel it through the Internet, and people think we're crazy. But well, how did you know? I go, eh, I just know. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, you knew it. It's, you know. It doesn't have to be somebody pounding on your head with a, you know, a two by four. Do you remember before the show you said you didn't know? Oh my God, Teddy's moonlighting was not okay. Um, you said you didn't know if you should put the dog, put the dog away or not. Yes. And what did I say about my dog? He was oh, when I used to do a video, he would be on. Now he's up on my lap because I was talking and not talking. <laughs> yes. Mine would be pushing the phone out of my hand because she does not like me to talk on the phone. I can be on Facebook for hours. That's okay, but don't talk on the phone. And then as soon as she pushes the phone out of my hand, she'll go lay back down and go to sleep. She didn't want to be with me anyway. It's crazy. If she could be disturbing her peace, Mama. Just don't talk to somebody. Just because are you talking to somebody I can't see? I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Now that's the whole point. You're talking. Like I said. Our, our four-legged children are just like our two-legged children. You're always doing something, and especially when you pick up that phone. Say, Mom, I'm hungry. Oh, God. i got to go pee. And I can't say. <laughs> and I can't say the word book anymore because I have <laughs> I have shared it so much. I say, Mom, no, we, we can only play a little while today. Mommy has to go work on this book. And today when I said book, she went, <sighs> <laughs> I can't say this word. I said so much lately that I can't say this word anymore. I said, i got to get this done now. I said, I'm going to get it done. I won't say that word anymore. Exactly. Exactly. That's how much I've been saying it lately. It's got to get done. She's like, okay, I know that word means something that frustrates my mother, so let's not say it again. And she can tell. She can tell that I'm sitting here trying to write and I can't focus and it's frustrating. She can tell that and then that makes her nervous. Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric in the chat room says his cat goes nuts when he's chatting with somebody who needs healing because he's, he's got a spirit healing cat. Yes, took his Yeah, they they can feel it. I know. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, we are that was this hour went by so quickly. We have two minutes left. Um, so is there anywhere you're going to be that you? Okay, you said you're going to Paranormal Toledo. I put in the the link in the chat room. Is there any other place that you can? I know you have another show coming up. You're going to be doing another show. I believe it's with Bill Reap. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's on Blog Talk Radio. Um, anybody yeah. wants, we'll figure out. We'll find a link. Bill, give us a link. <laughs> and um, we'll put that in there somewhere. But thank you very, very much for, for agreeing to, to come on. And I like to say, it's just a sit down and chit chat with, with me. There's nothing. Thank and you. you can come back anytime. Okay. All right. Sounds Everybody, great. thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, my my cheerleaders, I can put all Eric, Jim, and Larry, and I'll put them all in, in pom-poms and, and kilts. No skirts, just kilts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all. And next week, I have Debbie Hawk. So y'all behave yourselves. Y'all be good. Know that when you see a butterfly, it's me telling you to smile. It's not me. It's somebody else up there who's reminding you that they got you back. Thanks a lot, Cheryl. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.